Morning, morning, or welcome. Yes, I have grown a tash, I have got a nose ring, and I am covered in tattoos. I am your barista for the day. Welcome to Espresso Short, snappy Espresso Short podcast episodes. I've literally downloaded all the wisdom from all the founders and all the brands like Good, Tyrrells, Coconut Collaborative, Candy Kittens, Little Moons, Planet Organic, and I've distilled it into this micro, short, snappy wisdom to give you a massive edge on the day to kickstart your day. So look, without further ado, let's get cracking and enjoy this espresso shot. Humour in brands, I think, is um, people becoming too scared to put humour in brands. Uh, yes, I think that the, the, one of the problems with purpose is it tended to make too many brands too serious. So, true. and I don't want to live in a world where everything is trying to save the world. Because mm. let's face it, you know, we won't save the world one brand at a time. It will require huge amounts of cooperation and, indeed, in some cases, legislation, perhaps. But you know, this idea that. Um, uh, you know, every brand should be effectively seeking to occupy the highest moral ground it possibly can. Doesn't strike me as fundamentally sustainable. As uh, you know, it's one of those things that's cute when the first ten brands do it. Mm. And in the case of some brands, Dove, for example, it was entirely appropriate to what Dove is as a brand. Mm. Mm. Okay, mm. you know, it's sort of beauty without artifice, um, as I think the phrase went. Um, but if if it ends up with, you know, your sausage rolls effectively, uh, you know, talking about the migrant crisis, uh, things have <laughs> yeah. gone too far. I've always thought about, um, like, you know, you've got the, have you heard of Mr. Beast? Yes. The guy, the YouTuber has got that chocolate bar brand. I've always thought, why isn't a comedian like almost reinventing the penguin, right? You know, the penguin chocolate bar. What happened? What happened? You can still buy them, can you? You can still buy them, but we're not like, sorry, like, nothing happens to them, but you know, you had like a joke in there, right? Yeah. I think in today's society, it's so, um, like, as you said, like all these purpose brands, and I think it's amazing, absolutely amazing, but I do think there's a, a slight space for... Um, well, humour, apart from anything else, humor. just adds value to communication. Mm-hmm. So if you can make communication both pertinent, meaningful, persuasive, and funny, why wouldn't you do that? Mm, mm, mm. Apart from the else, of course, you know, the, the very best humour bears repetition. Mm. That's another point, which is saying the same thing. You know, I mean, in fact, quite a lot of humour sort of relies on repetition to a degree. Um, you know, if you take programmes like The Fast Show. Yeah. Uh, you know, what was interesting about the, the first Heineken ad in the, in, in the classic 1970s advertising campaign wasn't actually very funny. It wasn't very good. But what it did is it established the format, the, almost the catch, the, the punchline and the format of the joke. And then every subsequent ad was a riff on that. Mm. And in the same way, you know, if you remember the Fast Show, you know, the first instance of Jesse's diet where Jesse walks out of the shed and goes, this week I've mostly been eating pimentos, okay? <laughs> it's a completely baffling and nonsensical thing. But by the time you've done it 47 times and then you flip it so that it's Jesse's fashion and he goes, this week I shall be mostly wearing Dolce and Gibana, <laughs> right? Okay, then, then, you know, you've, you've really taken it and you've imbued it with something fabulous and it's something you own. And... um you know, I mean, I think um, you know, one of the one of the sad things in advertising. Sorry, one of the sad things in advertising is we don't have those uh, long running campaigns which are, you know, variations on a theme to the same extent. 
Yeah, it's um, it's a far show. The one when it's the two builders who are speaking really posh, and then when a woman comes, uh, yeah, they start speaking. Uh, hello, mate. Hello, mate. pals. But you're absolutely right. There's one where they're discussing a Radio Three broadcast of something yeah, 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 yeah. And then as soon as a woman walked past, they just suddenly cut to yelling um, general sexist abuse, and then revert as soon as she's gone past. Yeah, yeah. I really do think. I mean, the thing. This is like blue blue sky thing, but I really like. I love the office. Office. I think it's the funniest program yep. ever. Like, if they were to create some sort of, um, it's got such a diehard following. If they were to create an actual product out of that. Wernham Hogg, you actually. Wernham Hogg, like, if you just had David Brent one like it's so back to the penguin thing. Like, you know, the whole penguin thing, you opened it up and you had a little shitty joke in there. Do you remember that about the penguin files? Yeah. I was wondering why. I mean, there are a lot of properties, given that we've now seen a movie made out of Barbie. Mm, okay. Mm, mm. There are a lot of properties out there. I never quite understood why the owners of James, the James Bond franchise didn't create a kind of adult theme park. Mm. Yeah, and it's the same. It's like all the, these comedians have the full, and they have the. You could definitely create a Vegas casino around Bond, couldn't you? The 007 and the Vegas Strip. That mm. would definitely work. Quick one, guys. Espresso's have got a brand new sponsor, Unleashed. Unleashed is inventory management software that talks directly to your finance and econ software. We use Unleashed daily at Islands. I bloody love it. We've got our admin time in half, saving approximately 30k a year. Why use it? Save money, save headaches, save stress. Get granular clarity on your margins. Know where your stock is. Don't miss availability. Look, your favourite brands literally use Unleashed as their backbone. Candy Kids, Tiny Rebel, Trip, all these religiously. Look, there's a link in the show notes. Please feel free to book in a call with Josh and his wonderful sales team at Unleashed. They're amazing. Even nothing comes of it. And even better news, you'll get your first month free if you reference Hungary. Thank you. Yeah, it's so weird. So the amount of ideas that just, that just seems so obvious. And it's... Um, I suppose the, uh, the brand's been a sort of famous legal minefield for some time. And you may, uh, a lawyer may tell me that I'm being absolutely stupid because, you know, you need the permission of this, state of this, and the so-and-so's that, and cubby broccolis, this and that and the other. But um, I know. I mean, uh, I mean, one of the most interesting facets of brands that makes them valuable is their power to spawn a kind of you know oblique spin-offs. Mm, mm. I know. As someone said, it's not you don't necessarily have to have a brand extension. You can also have a brand bounce. I mean, you know, an extraordinary case of brand bounce was Caterpillar, where. You know, the entry-level Caterpillar device was probably half a million dollars, and then they went into workwear and boots. Wait, so sorry, what's the difference? JCB has done the same. Yeah, but brown, so brown bounce, what does that brand, mean? A brand extension is where you go from, uh, you know, one flavour variant. Right, okay, flavor, yeah, yeah, Or yeah. You, you produce light, a light variant, okay? Yeah. That's where you're basically staying within your tram lines, you're staying within the category. Brand bounce is where you go into a completely different category and use your brand effectively as instant credentials to operate in that category. So Caterpillar, someone who makes, you know, $20 million earth-moving equipment, patently knows a thing or two about, you know, workwear or mm. boots or mm. whatever it may be. And therefore, almost from day one, bizarrely, they can operate with a with far more credibility in that category than a newcomer could. That's so. I we should probably just jump in because there's, there's stuff I can talk about on that as well. Um, well, particularly in food as well, which is interesting. Um, but it's like that, you know. That I, know, I listened to a podcast you did where you talked about that algorithms for to live by book. Yeah, it's a very interesting book. And I, I mean, I tried to get my head around it, but I was like, this is a bit too mathematical for my 
liking, but that his whole thing of explore versus exploit. Yeah. Like, so that, that's a great example of Caterpillar where they've exploited in, in like machinery, but then they've actually had the nice balance of exploring going into hardware or I wearable mean, it stuff. It have been someone licensed their brand. Uh, yeah. yeah, obviously that happened with people like Vidal Sassoon and so forth. You know, it was PNG who went long, realized that Vidal Sassoon, well, I met once, absolutely delightful, fabulous man, by the way. Uh, Vidal Sassoon, he was a ha- very famous hairdresser of the 19, uh, probably 60s, 70s, 80s. Um, and uh, he was the Tonian guy of the uh, right. 1980s. But Vidal Sassoon, somebody spotted the fact that he had fame which went way beyond his capacity to exploit it within his particular field of men's and women's, actually, headdressing, mm. okay? Mm. And so presumably it was Procter & Gamble who just went along and said, we'll pay you some money if we can call a brand of premium shampoos Vidal Sassoon, which is exactly what they did. It's, um, I don't know whether Caterpillar was a decision by Caterpillar itself or whether it was licensed. I've got a vague memory. It might have been the former. Mm. But it's, it's just a very interesting thing to do. You know, I, I think Ogilvy should do it as a brand mm. because we have probably more – worldwide, we probably have more um, prompted and unprompted name recognition than any other agency, mm. partly because of David was brilliant at publicizing things. Mm. And to me, it seems a bit silly to waste that. You know, there are areas like, for example, e-learning we could get into, which other agencies couldn't. So why wouldn't you? Have you got a podcast? Uh, I host one. I know you host one. But, but I, I don't have one of my own. Um, specifically. And um, uh, we have a, a, a very interesting one historically called Obehave, which is the behavioral science podcast. Right. Uh, which we did for a long time uh, with an Ogilvy. Um, we're quite early to it, actually. I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan. I mean, what I don't understand is why no one's produced a TV program, the best of the week's podcasts. Mm-mm-mm. Or, you know, I mean, actually, or, or radio program would be perfectly adequate in some cases, not all. But it seems kind of weird to me that there isn't a kind of podcast, because you have genuinely um, uh, an extraordinarily high quality. And, and the. Okay, the. Quality isn't perfect, and the uh, but the quality quantity factor is extraordinary. Actually, thank you so so much for listening. It honestly means the world to me. I hope you enjoyed your morning coffee, and go and have an amazing day. Let's be having ya. If you want the full episode, it will be in the show notes. A link will be in the show notes. The full episode. Thank you so much. Please tell your friends as well. It means the world to me.